I didn't know. That or hip surgery, knee surgery, um, both. That's one a big difference, Carl. Yeah, that's two feet, one foot, foot and a half. My mom's short. Um, a fist, a large fist-sized rock. That's heavy, man. Well, that's heavy. That's that's life. go there it is family doesn't necessarily have to be blood but it doesn't hurt if it is you make the game called rl you, you, you sort of self-created this one the, the game i was playing was uh, move into a giant house Yeah, it's from the Mind Ninja um, by Mattel. What have you done with your life so far? No, this is toast. This toast? Ooh, I want some toast. Oh, you don't have coffee? I'll give you my per diem and you can fly me up. Well, you better be making me a recording, please. It's the, it's the computer of thesis. Recording number one started. Jason, go ahead and say something to me. I am saying something to you right now. And eating on camera. Damn I'm, it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Carl, come on. Hey, 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 look, look, it's par for the course now, right? <clears throat> well, our seven I, true I am, fans. I am, but a, <laughs> I am but a man eating toast. You're not eating toast. I'm You're not eating sure what cereal. else to say. No, this is toast. This toast? Ooh, I want some toast. Oh, brother man, look. This is toast, and this, my friend, is uh, arroz con leche, or sweet condensed milk cooked over white rice you add some cinnamon it's beautiful you know horchata right you've had that yeah in yeah, December I like drink King but... of Chaco yeah you know what Zoom meat hmm. does not record yet does it or wait wait does meat yeah, I'm going to try recording my side too well you better be making okay. me a recording please well I'm recording the, the voice memo but yeah cool that's I need that file at the end of this. Yeah, so it's all going to be just my voice. And the, and then what's the microphone that you're using? These little guys. It's not great, but <clears throat> it's also not horrible. Oh, I was looking for my wired mic, but I couldn't oh, find you're it. Just use, you're just using the, the, the Air, AirPods microphone? AirPods. Yeah, uh-huh. Good enough. Um, remind me to... Um, say our email address at the end of the episode. Okay, email address at the end. It's um, it's in noted. the it's in the show notes, and of course you can see the show notes today, right? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think we're ready to say let's. I think that's enough pre-show. <clears throat> you know, okay. there's a topic. There's a mini topic. What do you feel? How do you feel about cold, cold opens? But. I don't. 
So let me decide. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of season three of the Know It All and the Optimist podcast. I am your local friendly optimist. Wait, no, I'm Know It All. And uh, sitting across me, uh, time and space, um, wiggly waggly bits, is Mr. Jason Aguilar, the down and yeah. dreary optimist who is always oh, yeah. forcing you know. upon such dreary opinions that things are going to get better can't we just wallow in our own pessimistic sorrows um but well yeah yeah you know so if we leave the universe to itself it always tends to bend towards chaos yeah uh towards entropy yeah yeah there's this whole thing about entropy yeah which probably means you're gonna ask me about entropy no no that's just the underlying current in every conversation we have entropy i'm just saying yeah, so the optimism comes from the, the human element, you know? Like, we stand against it type of thing. Just saying. That we rage, rage against the dying of the light. We do not go gently into that dark night. Yeah, Something. we do not lay down. Oh. We stand tall. We, look, we, stand at the, we stand at the feet of broken yeah. statues looking upon an empire of sand, looking at our mighty works. <laughs> there you go. Something yeah. like that? I like that. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. That'll work. Frankenstein's the real monster. Mm. He is, though, isn't he? The monster's not the monster. Frankenstein's the real monster. What is monster? Define monster. It's in your head. Mm. They are fighting. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. What? Uh, who has the 890 song about monster? I don't remember. Is that Gorilla? It could have been. Is it Nine Inch Nails? It definitely could have been. Insane in the Membrane? Insane in the Membrane? Paranoia, paranoia. Oh, what do you got? You got a hot date? Let's see. Someone here a while back was asking where to get a water fountain cooler for some reason. Overclocking, maybe. I have figured out a cheap place to get a very small cooler portable ice maker uh wave hand i was asking for an ice a, a water cooler because the 1950s bathroom faucet in the bathroom thing has three taps on it hot water cold water and ice water so at some point this house had a line running to the basement where there was a water, you know, basically a water machine, a water cooler. So you could get ice cold water from the water fountain in the bathroom from the faucet. So you, you moved from, from Washington to Texas and found a bougie ass house that had an ice water line. Yep. (laughs) And a basement. I mean, the basement's. How do you, yeah, that's true. Because I'm Walter. <laughs> I don't know how you do this. Because I'm Walter. Yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> you are not kidding, man. You're like a, you're a Walter magnet for Walter things. Mm, yep. I think that's what's going on. Speaking of which, my parents are up in Boston now. <clears throat> oh, oh, good. Yeah, I, I have news on that front. So let's talk about my parents and then let's move into follow-up. You know, my mother just had hip surgery. No, I didn't know. That, or hip surgery? Knee surgery? Um both one big difference Carl. Uh, yeah that's two feet one foot foot and a half my mom's short um but she had hip surgery 
and she is recovering from that. Um, so is up and walking better now than she was. But okay. the other day, my dad went into the doctor complaining of chest pains. Mm-mm. And by Friday, he was having stints put in his heart. And then oh, yesterday, Lord. he was flying to Boston to go be with my brother. So <laughs> the doctor's Wayne, like, my doctor's like, doing, yeah, y- 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 looks like you have blockages. We'll uh, schedule you for Friday because you're going to be flying out Tuesday and you'll be in the hospital till Saturday. And then you can fly to Boston on Tuesday. Modern medicine. It's a thing. Yeah. It's not a, a pressure thing that, you know, you know, pressures of valves and well, he, stuff. My dad's 80? Something like that. Man. My dad's no, getting old yeah. and I'm not realizing it. And no. I don't know if I'm ready to accept and realize that. So anyway. <sighs> Carl. Yes. That's heavy, man. Well, that's, that's life. I know it is. It's, it's life. And uh, it is life. It's, <clears throat> I've been having a lot of those thoughts lately too. This year kind of hit me a lot. Yeah. Maybe because um, I turned 40 for the first time. Uh, I've been 40 for, uh, three years now going on four, something like that. I don't know if I'm ready to be 40. I don't even know what that means anymore. You're not 30 anymore. Oh, what have you done with your life so far? Yeah. Why haven't you made something of yourself? <clears throat> oh, yeah, that. Why is everybody upset well, with you? I still feel like I could get stuff done. So when that stops happening, then I'll start to feel like I'm old. But uh, I can still make... I wish I could feel like I could get stuff done. Oh, I can, though. And you do, too. You do. I don't know. I, that's uh, that's that's my demon. Those are my personal demons to struggle with of not feeling like I can get anything done or be accomplished. Um, but you know what? I think that's a show topic. Let's talk about why I was wrong in the last episode. Um, so oh, okay. Follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. Uh, first, TV broadcast. Uh, you were sort of right. We were talking about um, the scan lines on CRTs. And talking mm-hmm. about what is the refresh rate on old school CRT te- televisions. Right. Um, so when we were growing up as a kid, um, and there's a great, there's PALS versus NTSC, NTCS, which is what we watched. PALS was the European standard. Um, so you knew, you knew that um, old CRT things scanned across from left to right at a beam of electrons hitting the screen, right? Right. Well, they used the 60 hertz from the wall to control that scanning. So it would scan the screen 60 times per second, but it would only do half of the lines. And on the next line, on the next scan, it would do the other half. So really, you were only getting 30 frames per second. So... Mm-hmm. Unlike a computer monitor where you could do 60 hertz refresh rate um, with, a, um, with, a, with the old TVs, you were getting a 30 frames per second because it was interlaced. And if you remember back when things were like 1080i versus 1080p um, or 720i, those, those things progressive versus interlaced. Yep. 
um, it was it was it was doing sixty fr- it was doing sixty hertz, but only doing half the image per fr- per scan. So you're only getting thirty frames per second. Um, in the last show notes, I linked a great uh, Matt Parker uh, number file video. Ooh, I still I still go that. check him out sometimes. Oh, I like number file. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm religiously follow him, but no, nah, he got some good stuff. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I was old. Old film was filmed at twenty four frames per second. Mm-hmm. So like movies forever have been twenty four frames per second, unless you're Peter Jackson. Um. So if it's on film, it's twenty frame twenty four frames per second. And so like having a TV that either did twenty five frames per second or thirty frames per second. 25 frames per second in Europe because Europe's on a 50 hertz system and America's on a 60 hertz system. Um, having 30 frames per second for f- uh, TV broadcast, which was close to film, 24 frames per second was just fine. So, there's that. Man, things things have progressed uh-huh. pretty quick. That, that took some time, and now now we're switching from I don't know, just a, just a, our regular phone calls and video calls into all of this. Metaverse, VR, AR trajectory. You know, you want to talk about FPS? Like the only limit is is what our brain eye connection can handle. Well, the computers are going to surpass it very quickly, and I, then I, I think the rest is just like, what are we going to do with it? You know, I think technically, the like the human eye only like processes things at thirty frames per second anyway. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, what do we do with the rest? Um, you know, if, I, we, if we're going to keep pushing. I, I'm very much thinking I might, as a Christmas gift to myself, get uh, one of the new iPads with 120 f- refresh rate. And I'm definitely going to get a new phone at some point with a, one of the 120 refresh rate and see if I can see the difference. Nice. Because I'm still on my um, 10X phone. Mm-hmm. So. It's a good phone, man. Oh, I, I've loved it. Nothing I, wrong with it. I'm going to give up my force touch. Uh, next piece yeah. of follow-up. Did you try out Craft? Uh, remind me what Craft is. Craft is a knowledge-based app. It's a note-taking app. It's what we talked about last Oh, time. no, I did not. Okay. Right. No, I'm sorry. Eh, no. That's all right. You know, I'll, I'll go download it right now. Um, oh. hey, actually, before I do that, there's one thing I got to... I'm going to step away for... Two seconds. Okay. okay. We'll do. Do, 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 do. Okay, so this would be the point of the broadcast where I would um, talk about... Hey, folks. <laughs> no, I'm not going to pull up Alex Cox. Or am I? Talk about inane stuff. All right, man. Thanks. No problem. Sorry. It's one of those, uh, I got to keep the family wheel turning. No, I totally get it. We're trying to squeeze in a recording here while we can. Exactly. It's busy, man. It's busy living like this. You know, human. With family, so <clears throat> I understand a lot of younger folks are doing less of that family part, but 
Um, well, if, I recommend if, if, it if family, if family means biological children, maybe. Um, I, I, I think I call those children. If yeah. family means a group of people that you uh, have obligations to love and care for and live with, then that's uh, doing a lot of that. Hmm. Obligations? Well, like the, given from yourself? Or from... But vice versa. I mean, it's a, a communal... Okay, okay. Uh, family is choice. Agreement. Relatives are not. I agree with that. thousand percent. Family, I mean, family of people... Family is about love. Family is about um, who you choose oh, to live respect. with and love. And, you know, there are people that you might live with that demand stuff of you that you are not necessarily um, in a position or, you know, not necessarily abusive, but not necessarily mutually supportive. That's not family. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And, you know, there's lots of crappy people living in a lot of crappy situations. Um, but you get to choose your family. Yeah. You don't always get to choose who your relatives are. Yeah. And yeah, I think, I think a lot of that, just to, just to dissect it a little, right? Just to crack the door open a little bit. Something I learned was um, part of that love, part of that family part is uh, people that want to understand you uh, and not just tolerate you. People that want to uh, promote and encourage you on the things you want to be, you know, good at or improve in your life. Yeah. Not the things that they see as your life or that they think is a good idea. The family is a group of people that also um, don't just throw out opinions about everything to you. They wait until asked and then provide what they think, you know, like they don't just thrust it upon you. Like it's a, an automatic obligation that you got to listen to them, you know, and, you know, kind of like this podcast. I mean, we do this out of mutual respect and love and friendship and not because I owe you (laughs) or you owe me, you know, we hear each other's words and we just grow a stronger bond through that. And I think it's great, man. You know, that's what, that's a big part of family that I didn't, I didn't quite realize, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Family doesn't necessarily have to be blood, but it doesn't hurt if it yeah. is. Oh, it's great when it is. Yeah. It's like the feng shui, you know? It, it, it's a starter kit. It makes sometimes the commitments and easier, but it's not always there necessary. Uh, so anyway, you didn't try out craft. Did not. All right. Downloading. Cool. Um, it does some cool stuff. Uh, At some point, I have down here in follow up the merits of capitalism because we left the last episode off on arguing about the merits of capitalism. And I'm not ready to talk about that today unless. <laughs> so loud. Okay. It's super loud. Okay. So, Mia, I gotta talk to Carl. Okay. 
It's not a video. Just a voice. Okay? So come in here quiet, okay? School gave her an iPad. So now she's uh, nonstop all the time. Sorry, dude. Yeah, the, no, we could the, definitely. The times they the are changing. Capitalism. Your sons and your daughters, you just won't understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, the yeah. times they are changing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad I'm, I teach. That way I could stay up with some of these. And no. if I was like out of it and just my kid shows up with an iPad, a thousand dollar device or something. Uh, like, oh my gosh. I know, but. No, I'm actually, I think that's going to be the girl's Christmas presents. Is Oh, good idea. Be, the, their, their, their old iPhone 6s are just long in the tooth, and I'm tired of supporting them. So I think just new iPads. And so the question becomes, do I get them iPad? Do I get them the iPad, or do I get them iPad Airs? You know. Airs. Well... Yeah, but do they need something that big? Do they need something that fancy? Can they just make do with the normal iPad, which is not the fanciest thing, but it's definitely better than what they have. And I mean, the difference is like basically iPad Pencil 1 versus iPad Pencil 2 because they definitely, I was gonna say, yeah. they definitely like playing with my, my pencil. And so I'm going to get them that as well. Your Apple Pencil? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, if, yeah, I was gonna. If they don't know, if they don't know the other one is better, then yeah, that's true. Um, I was only suggesting the air because of the lightweight, but I guess the regular iPad isn't that much heavier. No, honestly. it's just it's just older guts, and they just updated it, but it's still it doesn't have all the fancy stuff. But I don't know if they need it. But as I was saying, one of the other things I have in follow up here is the merits. Of capitalism, and I don't know if I want to talk about that today, or, but we were arguing about that at the end. Um, I feel like I want to do more research before saying something, but it's it's worth us, I think, revisiting the topic: what is capitalism, and what are our thoughts on it. Also, talking about the youth, because I think the youth have a lot of opinions of it, but I have a feeling that you know what. A, that a lot of people don't quite understand what it is or have an opinion of it that's based, you know, that they have a more of a straw man opinion of it than not. That they're like, oh, it's this thing. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's actually what it is. I don't know. I know we both have our different views on it, but I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to, to kind of go through a little further. Yeah, but I feel like I would like to... It, if we to if we are to make that a topic, dogs barking at something. Yeah. Uh, hold on a sec. Let me go see what the dog is barking at. All right, Jason. Yeah, I'm here, man. Just uh, I was pouring cereal. This is one of those episodes. Um, oh yeah. I think this is going to be a short. <laughs> it's going to be our shortest episode ever, thirty minutes. Um, 
I got company over. So we'll try again. Oh, yeah. No, you got to do that. This weekend. We'll pick this up. Sounds like a plan. Take a look at the show topics, and maybe we'll get prepped for that uh, debate. Cool, cool. Um, Well, give my my love to your, your family. We'll finish this conversation later. All right, Holmes. All right. Until next time. Later. Smell you later. Later. my recording now I'll let you catch up when you catch up I've been recording for 40 seconds cool then we'll have something to start with I'll have to I'm gonna have to just sit down and write out my whole systems and map it out that's a good idea but because I don't that idea because every time I do this, I say, okay, this goes to this, this goes to this, this goes to this, and then I'm looking at it again, and there's so many settings, and there's so many different things, and I'm like, which one is the good one again? You know, I basically have to be like a theater tech kid, and with the little sticky notes that say, don't touch this button, don't, you know, I had to do something at yeah. the I had to do something in the school last night. We were put on a little demonstration of our program, and we were in the auditorium, and their soundboard was mm-hmm. so just unorganized and cables going everywhere, random switches on the wall that are not labeled. And it's like, how does, any, how does anybody come into this space and know what this stuff does? Somebody needs to take ownership of this and just label everything. Oy vey. You know, it was, yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but. That's hard, man. It's hard, hard to see sometimes. Yeah, it was, it got it working, you know? but I eventually had to, like, I, I one of my kids are like, I had, I had some students there trying to be set up and they're like, do you know any theater kids? Call them on the phone. How does this thing work? And apparently the theater was having a part, party over in the, the black box and. Like the teacher actually had to come over and set it up. Otherwise, I would have never found the remote to do what I need to do, which was just turn on the overhead projector. So, oh, that's a bigger test than you think. Yeah, especially like when all the remotes sitting out there are not the one to the remote, the actually projector. And like, oh, we have that one hidden in the back. I'm like, well, thanks. <laughs> and I guess this is quick. That way, the first year you don't don't get it. 
Yeah, yeah, basically. Basically, that that was yeah. that was the deal. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Know It All and the Optimist. Uh, since we're recording during Thanksgiving break, um, we had to get interrupted, so we got through follow up. We got all the intro stuff done, but we never got into the show topics. And so, because I love you, wonderful people, I thought we might have an episode that is longer than 30 minutes. So, I guess this is the post pre flight or pre flight part yeah, dose. Okay, let's call it. Yeah. Part deuce. Yep. Nope. And I don't have a cup of coffee in me yet. So, oh, you don't have coffee? That'll have to work. All right. I don't know. But anyway. Well, I have coffee, just not through it. Not through it. We're in, we're in show topics. Um, mm-hmm. organizing, our, organizing our space. Show topic one. If you scroll up topic from there. Topic one. Possible topics. Oh, yeah. That's where I was. All right. Yeah, but, I was right where do you want to go? Oh. Oh. Um, well, organizing space is cool. Playing doing D, what the heck is Factoria? Factoria is that, that, you know, we always talk about which video games we're playing. So I just beat that game for the second time. And that's what I was playing mm. when when you text it back. Well, we could we could start with that. that that's nice. A, that's a, I, I don't know if that, that's not even a topic, but it's a topic. Um, it's, I don't know. It is definitely not for you. This is not, this is not a game. <laughs> okay. This is not a game I think you would enjoy. Um. It's monotonous. It's detail oriented. Mm-hmm. It's okay. What is the game? Factorial is basically the your crash landed on an alien planet, so you have to um, strip mine the planet for resources while fighting off the native life to get off the planet. So right away, it's a little oh. bit problematic oh. from the beginning because it's like. The more pollution you cause, the more aliens that come out and attack you, which are bug-like species, yet you're trying to, like, mm. mine as much resources. You know, if you kind of gloss over this sort of white imperialist ma- you know, mantra of, like, hey, I'm just going to come in and take all the resources and build stuff, and the natives are the enemy. If you gloss that over, it's a pretty fun game. Oh, jeez. But they're bugs, you know, so that justifies it. Um. I only say this right. because the, the the makers of the game um, have gotten themselves into, I think, some trouble online for being uh, white douchebags. Um, I don't know for sure. Mm. Don't care. Um, but it's it's a it's a building game. You basically you start off like mining coal, and then you can turn iron ore into iron, and then copper ore into copper. And you build up through tech trees, and eventually you build rockets and send them off into space. But you start off with a pickaxe. Sweet. And so you build these giant. That's pretty cool. You're basically building giant factories. So you like you got conveyor belts, and you move resources from one place to another, and turn them to other resources, and then you just so like 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 every, at every tech level, you have to produce like research resource packs, and those are used to turn into research points and so um and so like to produce like those things you have to like okay you have to have a a supply chain that's producing these six parts 
to produce one of these, and one of these gives you one resource point. So, and by the end, you end up with like massive, you know, sprawling cities of factory compounds where you're shipping supplies all over the place, and you got to manage where it's all shipping. With a pickaxe? Well, you, I mean, as you build up, you know, because you like. Dang. You start off with a pickaxe, and then you build something that does mining for you. And then you take the, the stuff off the mining thing and put it on a conveyor belt, and you move it to point A. And then, wow, that's a lot of skipping yeah. steps. And then, like, my goodness, then you that you find sounds like fun. It, it it is, um, but it's it's very detail oriented. There's like hardly any animation. Of course, once you beat the game once then you can store recipes like like you build a unit and you could store it as a recipe and so like the next time you play the game what you're supposed to do is like optimize your 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 blue oh they're not called recipes they're called blueprints so you can lay down a blueprint of how you how you figured it out what was the best way to do it last time you can lay down a blueprint and then follow your blueprint and rebuild it and then later half the robot in the later half of the game, you get construction robots. So all you have to do is lay down a blueprint, and the robots automatically build it from you, from your stored resources. That sounds perfect. Like it's, like, it's like SimCity on steroids. and uh, well, I don't know about SimCity. It's a building game. It's a resource management game. Yeah. A little tiny touch, like um, a little bit of Minecraft, at least what people would recognize more popularly, right? Minecraft going on, but no, sounds like fun, man. Um, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of related, I guess. Um, I don't know. Our buddy Sean. Hey, you playing anything right, recently? Um, you know, I haven't played anything new. It's just uh, I'm still playing Cyberpunk. Um, the the game I was playing was uh, move into a giant house in so Cyberpunk. That's mostly what I did. No, this oh oh oh, oh yeah the yeah. oh oh uh, you're playing that thing called what uh, yeah RL yeah RL. <laughs> oh my gosh, we needed to make that game. Mm, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I'm up. You make the game called RL. Yeah, the fidelity. I don't know. Uh, the the the, the gameplay. What you do though. Um, it, it strikes me it's more like a psychological you do horror character game. creation. Like it's the social. Str- <laughs> no, no. You do all your character creation, <laughs> and then you just um, you go to to begin the story, and it shuts off your console and TV. And then you're just left with your, your reflection in the in the black screen. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, That's I'm, the joke. Yeah, right yeah, there. yeah. The, the social situations yeah. in that game sound a little stressful. Well, I hope so. <laughs> uh, it should make you do stuff. <laughs> you know? We're talking about stress in class. It's fun. Oh, man. No, but in all, in all honesty, um, your story of Factoria reminded me of uh, our mutual friend Sean um, sent me a link to a game called uh, "This Land Is My Land." Yeah, uh, here at 
Yeah, so um, it's a open world kind of like. Uh, did you ever see Red Dead Redemption? I've 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 uh, heard two? of it. Red Dead. I'm aware of its existence. Yeah, but you've seen screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gameplay and stuff. Or, a, a little bit, yeah. So it's that style. It's that style of game, except you are a a Native American person in the good old golden days of. Uh, what is it called? Manifest Destiny. Yeah. And you're reclaiming your land. Straight up. So, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. But, it, it's a different perspective on that genre, I think. Maybe not a different perspective. Different clothes. You know? Like. It, yeah, I, I yeah. W- I'll have to look into it. Um, like Factoria from the bugs perspective, I guess. I've, in a way. I've always wondered what that would be like. Um because I mean the the, the enemies in Factorial are just it's so stereotypical, just like Starship Trooper bugs. It's literally what they are. They're Starship Trooper bugs. They're, mm, they're the the, un, the unknown alien, yeah. yeah. Faceless horde. Um emotionless. You know, it's 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 a little cliched. Yeah, it's a little cliched for sure. For sure. So there you go. Yeah, that's that's been a new interest. I think um, I haven't looked at it much more. As you just said it yesterday, but uh, no. In in cyberpunk, I'm I'm just uh, I'm trying to play a ninja. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but I never have. So I thought, damn it, maybe I should. So I'm trying it out. And a built-in ninja, ninja type person. Is that like a built-in class, or is that Jason making the game hit his his way? Nope. Yeah, my ninja. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's from the my ninja um, by Mattel. You know, it's a set you take home. My ninja making it your way. Add water. My ninja. That's right. Did we did we talk last time about? Um, did we talk last time about? Um, I was pricing out a new PC. Uh, maybe a little bit. Oh, uh, I, I mean, too much. I, so I, I was like, I mean, I think part of my problems on this, this computer and while we're having so many issues with zoom is this computer's old. Um, it's six years old now. Um, it definitely needs a new graphics card. I mean, it's a six year old graphics card and, mm. um, and I want to, I want to upgrade to windows 11. Um, I'm also waiting for the new large screen iMac to come out, you know, and so. Oh yeah, you know what? You know, I de- I definitely want more screen real estate, um, and so like I could get the current M1 desktop. I don't need a laptop. I can I get a laptop from work. I have a laptop. I need a desktop computer, um, mm. and so I want a gaming computer. Um, and I want to try out Windows 11, and I know okay. that Apple's on the verge of coming out with a, uh, a large iMac. You know, if I had the money, I half considered yeah. buying Casey's iMac Pro that he's been trying to sell. I was like going, oh yeah, I, I would say that that would have been interesting. Um, but so anyway, I was pricing out components for a new computer. And I said, you know what? I have never built a PC my whole life. Really? That, yeah. No. No, I've never built a PC. You? I've always either bought them or had paid someone to build them for me. So I said, you know, 
I mean, I have makes sense. I have taken everything out of a PC and put everything into a PC, right? I've replaced all the parts that you can replace. I mean, I know how to do it. Well, I mean, I've done it. I've never done it like from scratch. I, I buy a computer and then I buy parts. I, I know exactly what you mean. And I buy parts and you know it's the it's the computer of theses. Theses. But I've never started with a fresh brand new computer. I buy like a used computer and swap out parts. And so I said, what would it be like to design the computer from the ground up? And I'm pricing out the parts. I'm like, okay, this is reasonable. This is cool. This is what I want. This is what I want. Graphics card. And I'm like, I don't need top end of the line graphics card. I could you know, I have a six-year-old graphics card. That means I can get a graphics card from three years ago and say, wow, this is great. <laughs> and so I was just even mm-hmm. pricing out, you know, three-year-old graphics cards, which, you know, RSV uh, uh, retail like $300, and they're currently going for right. 1300 Well, I might be able to help you a little bit. My brother and my cousin got into building their own PCs for gaming specifically. And that's kind of what I want to build for. About two years ago. So I can ask them if they have any um, parts laying around or anything, you know, like graphic cards in particular. Yeah. Because I remember one of them was looking to upgrade. So he was selling. And then I have another PC in the house that my dad, my dad got himself a new computer a year or so ago. And, um, so he donated his old computer to my oldest daughter, you know, two years ago when COVID hit. So she would have a computer to do homeschooling on. And she now wants to play Minecraft on that, which is kind of cool. But Minecraft won't run on it because it doesn't have a graphics card. I can't, you know, a lot of shuffling of things that need to go mm-hmm. around. But yeah. True enough. So you've been playing real, you've been playing real life. I have not gone back to Twilight Princess. I kind of want to, I need to sit down and finish up Twilight Princess. Um. Oh, but did yeah, you did you see did you here. see my wheel? I, I said I shift topics real quick about why I might not be why I probably am not going to be buying a new computer or a graphics card anytime soon. Is um, did you see what happened to my wheel on my car? I did. That was very dramatic of you. I, it was very dramatic when it happened. I was like, how did how did you? <laughs> it was. How did you do that? Best guess. I hit something. Okay, let me say it different. I will put we'll put the, the the in in the in the show How? show notes or in the in the image for this chapter right right here will be the picture of my wheel. Um, I hit something, and I best I think is there was a big rock in the road. You know, so think about a a fist, a large fist sized rock, and hitting it at seventy miles an hour so that it would. So what happened is I was just driving down the highway. I don't see anything in the road. I mean, I literally don't see anything in the road. And all of a sudden, there's a huge bang, like a, like I hit something. And the car starts driving mm. a bit weird. Uh, not out of control weird, but it just starts driving weird. Um, and I, you know, go the next 200, about 200 yards up the road. There's a filling station. So I go the 200 yards. I pull in the filling station. I walk around the car, and I see I have a flat tire in the back. I'm like, oh, I had a blowout. And I go to jack up the the wheel, and it's not a blowout. The rim, something had basically smashed in, like had punched through the rim from the tire side and split open the inner part of my rim. So the rim was split open on the inside. And it's the back tire. The surface of the rim that is parallel 
with the surface of the tire. The inner part, yeah. And it's 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 it, just crazy. It's like a two inch yeah, it raised up an inch and a half. You know, there's a the metal's been deformed an inch and a half. So yeah. That's, so how it, how wide was the how four or five inch crack? <laughs> Uh, so the two funny that's, things that's is pretty damn big. So I've I eventually got a new rim for the car. Um, ask me how much a uh, factory OEM rim for 2018 vi- rim costs from the dealership. Seven fifty. No, actually six hundred. Oh my gosh! Parts and labor. I was hoping I was way off. Um, parts and labor, my ass. Yeah, labor was Just only like the rim. 80, 90 bucks. So, I mean, it's not compared to the rim about that much. But I yeah. barely think I got ripped off. Barely think I got ripped off because otherwise I would have to buy four matching rims because I was not about to... Um, right. I was not about to, like... My car's not two-toned color yet and I'm still making payments on it. <laughs> so I wasn't about to have mismatched rims. And, and it's all real. It's all wheel drive though, right? No, this Katrina's car is all wheel drive. This is that that's her Katrina's car is all wheel drive. Mine is front wheel drive. Oh. So. Ah, well, you, yeah, you could have saved half the price for sure, but I understand. I, I don't know if buy four new rims and four new tires. No, I mean you could have mismatched. It would have been okay. I could uh, not. Yeah, that. Mm, that's not a strong mm. look. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> You, you got to live happy, man. So I, I I approve your your approach. Yeah, and 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 you know, OEM is best. And so the the other interesting thing is here. Here's two more interesting fat mix, and then I'll talk about one of my to dos today. Is um, so whatever hit my tire. You know how you know how mm-hmm. tire rims have the 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 rim and then the flat part between it. Right. It perfectly hit it between the so the the rims of the rim. The inner and outer rim that holds the tire on are perfectly fine. They're not damaged. So whatever the object was was small enough to fit yeah. within the 120 millimeters of the tire width, which makes me think it's a rock. Yeah, that's really strange. And so when I got my new wheel from the dealership and they finally put it on, because what had happened was I was going into uh, College Station, which is the big town up the way. And as soon as it happened, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go by the dealership and see if they have one. They had one. I said, I'm going to trade money for time. I don't want to be commuting on a donut. This is over Thanksgiving break. I want this taken care of before school starts. I get back up again. So I traded money for time. They said, yeah, this was on a Wednesday. And they said, yeah, we can order one. And it's going to be in on Saturday. So I went up Saturday. Guess what? What's up? Was not in. I didn't, they didn't get the rim in until ah. like the next Wednesday. So I'm like, had I known that, I might have been able to shop around and, you know, done some eBay shopping or done something and found something cheaper. But RA pot committed. COVID oh. strikes again. Yeah. RA pot committed. Yep. So they got the new tire in and they was able to take the rubber tire off the damaged rim, put it on the new rim, and the tire's perfectly fine. Wow. That's great. Well, it is, but it's again, it's like this one of those. That is great news. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, reason I think it's a big rock is there's a cement processing plant real close to where I hit whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was like a caliche sort of stain on the rim, on the tire on the outside. 
So it just makes me think I hit a big rock going 70 down the highway. I see. So something big enough to damage a tire, but not big enough that I noticed it in the road, or that it got kicked up by my front tire into my back tire, or somebody else's tire knocked it across the road into me. But I literally just did not see it. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah. And really every- strange how it happened. Yeah. I even, like, uh, on Monday after yeah. school, I went by the auto shop teacher and said, you got, like, a spare tire I can borrow so I don't have to be commuting on a donut? And he did have one, but we were looking at the the, the tires on the, the rim, and it was from a car that was sitting out in his shop yard, and they were very much dry-rotted out. I'm like, mm, not worth it. <laughs> yeah, that might hurt. <laughs> hurt more than help. You know, if I was just driving around town, it would probably be fine. But, you know, I, cute, I commute about 40, 50 miles a day, so one way. So Yeah. No, that's a lot. Yeah, so it's... Got to be safe, man. Yeah. So. It reminds me... That reminds me of a, of a story of uh, freeway debris or highway debris. Um, lady and her daughter were driving and just... I think it was Midwest somewhere. They were driving, driving. And... They hear a, a a big noise, like a hit, like something like they like you know, like you were described, and yep, the car was fine. The car was fine, just doing their thing, and they keep going, and and then the girls, the the daughter screams, and the mom pulls over. It's like, what's going on? And there was a piece of rebar that had gotten kicked up, went right through the windshield, and pinned the girl to her seat. Like through her shoulder, like in that perfect, that sweet spot, Ow. you know, where, yeah, you, you're going to be hurt for a while, but you're alive and no organs were damaged, you know, and talk about horrors, horror movie stuff, man. Like it happened so fast that they didn't notice right away. Yeah. You know, and the sudden shock of it all, but there's a lot of crap out there on the freeways, man. Well, um. And, um you know. Yeah, uh, that that reminds me of two things. Once yeah. when I was a a small small kid, um I was out in West Texas and my um uncle was uh harvesting corn, I think. And it's one of those deals you start harvesting in the morning and you don't get done until like 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. So they're harvesting well into dark. So my aunt had taken us out to the field to go, you know, visit him while he was still out there and me and my brother were running around and, you know, pick up a corn stalk and it makes a good sword. So me and my brother are sword fighting with this corn stalks and they were just running around the, in the, the plowed field after the corn with the, the discarded corn husk oh. and everything. And I looked down at my shirt and I'm covered in blood. Oh, shit. And my first thought was, uh, somebody shot a deer out here and somehow I got blood on me. And as I'm looking at my shirt, I noticed that it's me who's bleeding. That one of the corn stalks had basically filleted my thumb skin. I had a big flap of skin flapping on my thumb. Oh, you know about an inch. Of, oh my gosh! About a, you know <laughs> not deep enough to go a uh, deep enough to be oh. a nice bloody cut, but not deep enough to be, you know, merely a flesh wound. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it was just flapping around, bleeding. And I had probably been bleeding out for about five six minutes there, right? Not really bleeding out, but just squirting blood and. It wasn't until after yeah. I saw the wound that that's when the pain hit. You know, I yeah, I had 
cut myself minutes ago, but it's, you know, did not register until you saw the wound. And then it was like, then I was screaming my head off. Um, Man, see, I'm going to take that story back to my classroom because uh, like I told you, we're talking about stress and we're talking about the brain, right? And they never get any time learning about the brain. But like, that's a perfect example of how, I don't know, how your time and attention (laughs) create you in a way, right? Even though you got all these senses all over your body, all these all this circuitry everywhere, right? Um, whatever you are paying attention to, that's what comes first. Yeah. And you have utter control over that, you know? No, absolutely. Yeah, you're right, man. Absolutely. Like, you should have felt that at least in a minute. <laughs> Probably did, just didn't register yeah. it. That's intense. And then the other story is when I was a small kid, I mean, before I could remember this, but still small enough to be riding in the car, my parents were going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And again, either a piece of rebar or a big piece of metal off a truck scraped the underside of the car we were in and like basically ripped open the gas tank. So that's one of these stories in the you know oh, no. the family lore is that they were, we were driving somewhere and some piece of metal on the road got kicked up and basically dragged along the bottom of the car, ripping it open. Jeez, what kind of car? Uh. Oh, what was was it the Cavalier? It might have been my old um, eighty nine Chevy Cavalier, but or it might have been one of my grandparents' vehicles. Mm. Man, Chevy Cavalier. I don't, I'll have to ask. I don't think it was. I don't think it was the Cavalier because no, it couldn't have been the Cavalier because we had the VW bus before that. Not the VW bus, but the VW van before that. And then whatever was the vehicle we had before that, or it was, I mean, this was back in the early 80s, 80s, 83, 84, 82. So. You were a little kid? I, I mean, I was like. A little guy? Little, little, yeah. I don't even know if my my brother might have been just around mm-hmm. or not. Oh, and how memory works. I know yeah. this is a family story, but now I'm wondering if it was, if it was me in the car or if the story is my grandparents were taking my mother and her my uncle someplace. And so this is a story from the previous generation. Oh boy. Now that because yeah, a... this is this is pre memory for me. This is just family story. So I know the story happened. Now I'm trying to remember who it happened to. Was it me and my brother or was it my mother and her 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 brother? Cuz I'm thinking it was actually my grandparents. Well, it's car. a pretty famous it's a pretty famous story. I mean, yeah, I'm but sure again, the 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 people the people involved haven't been there, and I haven't had a family Thanksgiving with the people involved there for over a decade, with like everybody there. You know, I haven't had a Thanksgiving with my brother and my mother, and you know that side of the family all together. I think. I think the last time that we all got together was actually at my grandmother's funeral. And Mm. that was, you know, over 20 years ago. I mean, I've seen them. Yeah. I I mean, it's not like I haven't gone together with any of my relatives, but I haven't, we haven't had a big, it's funny, you know, when the, you know, when the grandparents go, 
sometimes you don't get those big family gatherings anymore. So we have, I was, I was noticing that um, recently too. You know, growing up as a kid, Christmas was always with my mom's side of the family and Thanksgiving was always with my dad's side of the family. And that just hasn't happened anymore. You know, once I became an adult and of course I moved out to Washington state and my brother moved up to Dawson. And and for us, I think we're we're starting um we're starting to hit that stage. If it if it is a stage, I think we're we're approaching it cuz my brother, I mean for this last holiday, it was just me and my baby brother. You know, my family and him and his fiance. Um my other brother and my sister and my sister-in-law, they were all doing their own thing. You know, my parents they left the left the city, left the actually left the state. You know, my in laws they they don't like turkey, <laughs> so they didn't show up. You know, it's just weird, man. Yeah, and so but, but what but what you're building is time. the new family the nucleus, <laughs> right? You're building it's exactly. your brother and his fiance exactly. and your family that's building the new family nucleus. The old one has gone away, and you're building new ones. Or that's the intent. You know, and to be honest, um, I'm the one with the kids in the family, and they'll probably have children. As, as far as the talks that we've had, um, I, I think they intend to at least have a have a go at it. Mm-hmm. You know, try to make a family. But um, but yeah, actually, speaking of my brother, <clears throat> I want to get him on the podcast. That'd be great. I want to bring him on because he is, he's decided to dump money into the 1989 um, S10 Blazer that I had a long time ago. It's like the family vehicle. Um, it went through my younger brother, went through me. That's that blue blazer of yours, right? Gray. Yeah, charcoal gray. The one with all the, nice, the leaky man. windows? Um, the Nope, that is the S10. <laughs> That's the S10 truck. This oh. is a Blazer. So, think of an S10 truck, but like I, I a, know what a Blazer is, but it's this, all one. But this is the one that you drew, drove around, right? I don't think I did. I was out of it by the time. Is, um, okay, so this is not the one I. This is not the one I know. This is a different family vehicle. It's the one you would have seen, but I never drove it. Was it always parked you know, at your parents' house? After, by the time we met, yeah, it was always parked because uh, the transmission, the, that transmission has a something called a flex plate that takes all the torque when you engage the transmission. Mm-hmm. And that flex plate had cracked. And nobody, <laughs> no one wanted to put the money into fixing it. But he has decided to go for it. So obviously, I was like, "Talk to Walter. <laughs> let's do some things. Let's let's not just make it." Yeah, I'm like, "Let's talk to Carl. Let's uh, maybe I get Dave on here too." I was, I was say, f- f- "Let's freaking dream, man." I'll give you my per diem, and you can fly <laughs> me up. There you go. There you go, man. Whatever. Sure. Uh, Why t- not? T- as as I told you, the well, day, my brother is a tinker. As I told you the day by text yeah. message. Talitha was leaning heavily into me moving back up. Good. It's like, 
you could get a job in Richland. I could give you I could give you a dozen reasons. Mm. Yeah. Get a job in Richland. Yeah, true. So I'm gonna say one last thing about the In the end, man, you only get one trip. Yep. Uh no, that mean that that'd be great. I mean I'd love to have we've had his fiance on, right? Same brother? Yep, same brother. Yep. So we have the fiance on. We might as well get the brother on as well. Um that'd be a fun episode. Um I, I sent a message to my friend Jaime, who does our music occasionally, and I said, you know what? You're in a band right now. You would be a fun person to get on, talk to. He's my friend that ran away and joined the circus and has done a lot of stuff. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, you told me about that. He's been a musician, you know, a working musician in old life. Uh, I have another colleague who says, I want to come on the show, and I'm like, okay, what do you want to talk about? He goes, well, it's your show. I'm like, all right, thanks for making me do all the work, but sure. So he went, I said... Sure, come on, sometime in December. So we'll schedule that. Hmm. Um, but I'll say one last thing about me. One of my to-do lists today that I've been a bit dumb is, so I got the wheel taken care of Wednesday and paid for it. And I was driving into work Thursday, and I noticed a little crack in my window, like a very little chip in my window. I'm like, oh, crap. New car, I really don't, you know, it's not, it's not like a, it's just a chip. I'm like, do those like, chip repair pastes do those actually work where they put the little paste on your window and the chip goes away you know you can't see the chip anymore oh yeah right right yeah and i'm like wait a sec chip on your window that's an insurance claim oh wait a sec that's a road hazard i hit something in the road i need to file an insurance claim on this thing (laughs) i need a gosh carl yes and again this is a foreign. Con- this is this. Uh, this is a conversation I want to get to about asking for help and receiving help and self reliance and sometimes the fallacy of self reliance that I so often get myself into situations where I need help, but I'm the only person I know that knows as much about this subject as I do. You know, I. It's like. Of everybody I know, yeah, I'm yeah. the only person that knows as much about this subject right now, and I desperately need to ask somebody for help because I'm lost. Mm. And so it has led to this, I want to almost say perverse sort of mentality within me of like, I can't ask for help because no one can help me. And and the few times I have, take it easy, buddy. Uh, no, this is this is this yeah. is a this is this is going to go deep. This is going to go. This is going to go a little dark yeah. because it's kind of this that thought of like, yeah, when you ask for help, and people basically say no, I can't, and if that happens enough to you, mm. again, learn helplessness and all that, you get into this mentality. So the my wheel got damaged, and I'm like, oh crap, I have to deal with this on my own. Oh wow. So it never entered my thought that because I mean I'm paying full insurance on the car, right? This is the reason why you buy insurance. You have full insurance, or why right. you're required to have insurance on the car that you you're paying for. But it just never entered my thought that I could ask for help, or I have these resources available to me. Jeez, well, I th- I thought I was condemned to deal with this by myself. I don't know how you. Yeah, no, this is definitely worth traveling down because what, what crosses my mind is you're, you're, you're. This is this is this is why I want you on. The, yeah, 
as I said, as I joked before, I'm a white male. Why do I need therapy? I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, therapy is something. Um, that's another thing I want to talk about because uh, I have a colleague that I talk to, um, just kind of randomly, honestly. But yeah, I mean, huh? Sorry, Carl. No, sorry. I'm sorry. Problematic. So, what currently is your so, favorite? Uh, favorite but before we go back to to self loathing and doubt, um, what currently is your favorite podcast? <laughs> oh, favorite? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. Um, how do you how do you determine favorite? All right, which podcast do you stop favorite? everything for and goes straight to the top of your queue? Okay, fine. Um, it's a show that started in 2016 called What Trump Can Teach Us About Con Law. I um, fall, it is. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, if they put one out, I immediately go there. I was, yeah, I was listening to that one. Let me see if they changed the name. I was listening to that one pretty hard up, and then I just fell off of it. Yeah. That 58. The last one was about executive privilege, SB8, and Rust, whatever the hell Rust is. That was a month ago. So they should have a new one coming out soon. But no, there's just it's just so interesting, relevant, and like, damn, if it's not a lot of the same thoughts I have about like, uh, like I, I am, I am optimistic about life. And even though, those four years were tragic and and excruciating for me. Uh, don't worry, they're coming in back. In a lot of ways, um, I gotta I, don't say that. <laughs> I gotta believe that there there was something to glean, you know, something that we can, as a country, grow from. We're still young. We always forget that, but we're still really young, man. Yeah, yeah but no one listens you know? to Cassandra. And, right. No one listens to Cassandra. Yeah, true enough. Yeah. I don't know. It might still be rec diffs, which is what you are to blame for all this. You realize this. By getting me into ATP and rec diffs. Of course. Yeah. So, reconcilable differences. I mean, yeah. Okay. Between rec diffs, yep. Roderick. Uh. Um, I don't know if I drop everything for Roderick online. I say I, I savor I savor Roderick online because it's, um, you know it's 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 sort of evergreen, sort of evergreen. But rec diffs, yeah, for sure. Especially because I already had to wait ten days for them to get it published. Yeah, right. I think it is a. I think rec diffs would probably be the next one. Yeah. Uh, did you finish the latest uh, ATP about John's beeps? Yeah, dude, that was that was cool. I liked it. it. It's not quite a preparing the way story. I think I've learned so much about like diagnosing internet problems and how to Google for internet, how to Google for how to fix something from just John's trials and tribulations. That's why I listen right there. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to to learn, <laughs> you know, like how to think. How to think things through differently. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah sometimes. Sometimes. 
I mean, going that now, 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 now that the levity is aside, I mean, also part of it is that whole, you know, I've been wondering what my legacy at Sunnyside was, and if I actually impressed anyone. So there's another darkness about like, was anybody ever proud of what I did, or did anybody appreciate the effort and the work we that got happened, or did they view it? Oh, they did view it as like, yeah, you're just doing that thing over there that's you're wasting your time and your effort. You put a lot of energy into a thing that didn't amount to anything. Um, before yesterday, I'd probably be more down on it. Mm-hmm. But as I said, our friend Talitha called me yesterday, or she got in touch with me. And, and the whole point of her story is that she's like, the the math teachers that she's coaching at the middle school mm-hmm. are ready to readdress standards-based learning. Right. Because they're currently using a system, they're currently using a system that's basically standard-based learning in name only. Yeah. Right? It's called standard-based learning, but it really is not of the principles. And so, like any good educated person, what did Talitha do? She got out Mozano. I swear Mozano is like the Mufasa of teachers. Mozano, yeah. Like you say Mozano and teachers like shiver. <laughs> so she got out Mozano and read Mozano's book. Read Mozano's book about standard-based learning. And she, as she was reading, she goes, you know what? This sure sounds a hell of a lot, lot like what Carl used to try to do. Yeah. And so she was picking my brain on that. About how I had gone about and implemented standard-based learning. Yeah. It's... And of course, I've been reading a lot of Tyler Rablin's tweets, and congratulations to Tyler Rablin getting his book deal. For sure. That here, will be here. an interesting book to read when it comes out. And I don't know how much I'm fully on board with what Tyler says. Yeah. But he does make you think. So if you're not, fi- if you're not filing, following uh, Tyler Ramblin on Twitter... You definitely need to. And I'll put the link to his Twitter feed in the show notes. But but I would, I'm sort of falling off the standard-based grading wheel. I mean, I want to get back to it, but I've been flying solo for so long since I left Sunnyside. So without the collaboration, without, you know, having people to help, because it's hard. It's hard to break down standards, and it's hard to figure out how you're going to assess them and reassess them. Um, and I'm also teaching classes right. that are more project-based. I mean, I remember one of Tyler's yep. tweets in which he was talking about, you know, s- standard-based grading grades, they are just tools. So the implementation and the purpose behind them is so much more important than whether you're doing it or not. Like, you, it's the whole don't do it because you've always done it that way. Think about what your desired outcome is and use that to guide how you do things. Right. Uh, I think that's like called second order thinking that you, right. You know, it's, if you just do standard based grading, you're not doing any good, right? You, what you, what you have to do is think about what is your purpose? What is your desired outcomes? And that's the, that's the important part. Um, so I do so much mm-hmm. project-based learning, you know, not project-based learning, I would say, but my, my deliverables, my grades are projects. 
right now. Right. But I still think there is a need for me to get into some standards so that I can communicate with my students. Um, here are the skills that I think are, in, here are the essential skills that I think you need to know. Not like separate, the project tells me what the students are capable of, but what are the baseline knowledge you need for this? And also so that the students are aware of where their levels are. Like how, you know, are, am I at standard, a below standard, or approaching standard? And I've fallen away from that because it's hard to do by myself. But, you Absolutely know, and I spent a lot of time up in Sunnyside trying to figure this all out. And when I left Sunnyside, yep. I thought I had figured it out. I thought I had come up with a way that made sense, and I had, I had this problem solved. At least that, when I ever, wherever I land next, I can just, man, take all that learning I did and, and run with it. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it was ever appreciated. Except when you. I'm wondering if, and the fact that I have failed to re-implement it, which is a little un, unfair, but failed to re-implement it. Makes me wonder. Well, I would say that the time that you figured it out, and now, in those in those years, um, it was like the worst timing. You know, like COVID made everybody in teaching um, get a new job, basically, get like five new jobs. Yeah, but the three years before that too. Yeah. But we were also, at least in Sunnyside, we were transitioning, um, you know, between the team and, and all of it is, is, is based on, on purpose and stuff. And I think another problem is the difference between Texas schools and Washington State schools is, you know, if I say standard-based grading down here, I don't think anybody knows what that means. They've not had the, you know, the graduate education in that. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's valid, man. Um, I think standard-based grading is best done um, with a PLC, you know? Oh, yeah. Because like, you, you need someone to, to kind of check you besides yourself, like to check on. Um, Absolutely. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of introspection that needs to occur to make sure you're staying on course. And I see Tyler do it all the time. Whenever I talk to him about, um, about what he's up to and stuff, he always has a good healthy dose of like, yeah, I'm not sure if this is exactly right. And then I'm listening to him and explain what he's doing. And I'm like, holy crap, this is great. And he's like, yeah, I feel like, you know, and he has this real, like, honestly, you read his face and you're like, why are you so uncertain about that part you know like this is good stuff but that's what's needed is you got to have a sounding board a good solid sounding board to um to work with and we were developing that because i was i was starting to figure out standard based grading myself and and then the team dynamics changed and my team my team was not into it <laughs> so yeah that's they, um, it, yeah if, i had to flex if there I, ain't no buy-in yeah or there's not interest, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 
and then and then you're just like trying to push a rope you know so like it's still there and everyone recognizes it's a it's a good rope soak the rope in epoxy yeah well all my epoxy's in texas so Uh, you know yeah i blame i blame the epoxy no i'm kidding (laughs) yeah 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 but it's uh (laughs) no it's starting to come around i think because because of some of the conversations, there has been a lot of change in our team dynamics. I think, and if we got if we got Dave on, I, I think he would agree. Like, there's been some some change, not change, but there have been some, uh, I would say, adjustments in the right direction, whatever the right direction is. Because uh, I don't know, man. Like, COVID kind of messed everybody up. Yeah, absolutely. But we're starting to get back to. We're starting to get back to like measurable teaching, you know, and it's been slow. Like, like I gave my first pre-assessment um, before we left on this extended uh, weekend, and explaining it to the students, like, here's what a pre-assessment is, and here's here's what's gonna happen next. Like, some of them were relieved, you know, they're like, oh. I was like, and I'm looking for growth. I'm not necessarily looking for like some kind of cut score or anything, you know. And you and really, assessments are for you to like see if you're paying attention to what what needs to be done, what what we're trying to learn. And I was getting a lot of head nods, and like I think they're ready for the message of of like you're in school to learn, not just to um, not stuff, but like learn about ways of thinking processing and problem solving you know and you know being being a science teacher i'm very fortunate that i can i could stay right there and and just kind of help guide them but um i don't know man it's been a while yeah no i mean i i think one of the biggest things about what i was trying to do if the kids had you know when the kids buy in is or let me let me rephrase this let's let's go back more generically I think when assessments work well and the student cares and is paying attention to the assessment, the assessment allows the student to identify in a very stark, naked way what are the things they don't know. Um, I mean, the real danger is when dealing with not adult learners, but ch- you know, children, is without any coaching, without any support, you give a student a less than satisfactory grade and um and they're going to be dismissive they're going to they're going to shut down is that again learned helplessness they're going to say they're going to they're going to go well i'm just not good at this and it's not you know the the answer to a lack in knowledge the answer to a lack of skill is more effort right but you have to be motivated right. that the effort is worth it that there's an outcome there and it's so easy to be dismissive and say, oh, this is just not for me. This is not something I'm capable of. This is for someone else. And just not put forth the effort that we, you know, anyone who has ever learned a skill knows the effort that it took to learn that skill. But anybody looking at the person with such attainment of skill doesn't see that effort, neither appreciates it. Right. And so the job of an educator is to 
motivate the student to put in the effort and then guide them in the most efficient way of putting in the effort. So assessments done well, again, I mean, we, we lie to our, you know, before an assessment, a student's going to say, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I don't, I, I know this stuff, right? I'm capable. And it's a, and an assessment is a put up and shut up moment, right? Put out or shut up. Um, yeah, there's certain things that are knowledge. Yeah, it's the job of the teacher. What comes next to say, no, you didn't. You were not good. But here, let me help you get good. Yeah, or or you're good. You're good at thinking this way, but this problem probably needs thinking in this other way. So, you know, right, I mean, because part of motivation is encouraging what they have, right? Encouraging what they are good at while teaching them something new um, to get better at. Yeah. Know? So, like, I love assessments when when they can do that, when they give me a little bit and then take a lot, you know? And that's, that's kind of what I want to do more of. And it's just been so frustrating not thinking that way for so long, you know, because, because number one, all my students have just been injured by um, a lack of mental fitness and emotional fitness and health that have just been like completely put in front of their face every single day because of isolation and stress like they've never experienced before and that no one else has either. So there's no one to go to that that can like say, here, here's the way to deal with this. Here, here's how, here's what works. I understand because we're all doing the same thing. We're all going through it together in the same moment. So like just being a caretaker first for my students these, this past like year and a half, two years really, has been, um, that's been the job. So getting back to any kind of like, well, here's standards-based, and here's here's the beauty of learning. Um, mm-hmm. We're just barely trying to get out of survival mode, you know? So. Um, that reminded me of something. Oh, yeah, I had a moment the other day. Is I was trying to show the kids to do something, and um, a technical thing came up that I didn't realize was a problem. Like, oh, so I spent a little bit of time finding the solution to the problem and i thought i had found it i'm like oh cool i right. have found i found the problem but i never did it so i found the i found what i thought would work and i said oh cool i know how to fix this i'll show the next class this without ever just actually clicking the next five buttons to see if what the solution i had found actually worked so i got to the next class which was one of my more behaviorally challenged classes and the solution I found didn't work or what I thought was the solution worked. And I would have known this had I just tried it out. But for some reason I said, I'm good. I know how to do this. I found that problem and I didn't try it out. And I think we delude ourselves like that, but you're absolutely right in that, you know, that need, I mean, especially with COVID and everything that need to, Nurture the students. Regain that relational trust. Safety, man. Yeah. Safety. Yeah. Like like building a safe 
place and making that place equal classroom. You know, like they used to be automatic. It used to be very automatic for a lot of students. At least at least a bell curve version of a lot of students, right? There's always extremes. But a lot more st- the, the the bell curve shifted south. Yeah, so much. Yeah, the bell curve shift shifted south for the number of students who find it the same yeah, place. Like and expectations and everything. Like, thank God that our minds, our brains can adapt and change so quickly because that's that's what we have to be going through right now is it's changing that, you know. But the thing is, is like it brought up all these issues that have always existed in us that we never took the time to analyze and, and think about. Like I've been learning about BPD um, I think it's called BPD. BPD, uh, borderline personality disorder, and just thinking of different people in my life or my professional life, and how this uh, how this disorder in the in the mind can uh, can manifest, right? And then I start bringing some of that thinking into my classroom, and you know, you see different signs of different things, you know. We call them behaviors, right, in education. Uh, but being being sensitive and not diagnosing, you know, being uh, aware and not trying to, like, do a layman's version of treatment, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, it's difficult knowing what to keep in your mind when you're trying to uh, be a resource for, for someone else, you know. Because you don't want to just, I mean, it's dangerous to <laughs> to study psychology and then go in and think that you know what you're talking about without actually um, going through the paces. Yeah, know? where you basically, what you really need to be learning is to listen. Yeah. That that you need. No, that's true. That 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 presence and listen, and sometimes all you can say is, "Yeah, I hear you." So. But on a microcosm level, this is my desire for you, and this is where you're coming from. So where can we find out how this is going to work today? You know, kind of getting back to your to your car problem, um, that's, that's when knowing who to talk to next or who the student should be talking to next because the next person has the expertise or the next person has the knowledge. Who, who is like swimming in the knowledge. Yeah. Right? Like that is an important part too. And that's one thing I tell my students all the time, Carl, is I will always be honest with you. This is how I do it, right? I'll always be honest with you. And I'll always tell you what I know. I'll tell you what I don't know. And I'm also going to tell you like how to find out, right? If I don't know something, I'll tell you how we're going to figure it out or who we should be talking to or, you know, I always tell them that like part of me being an educator is always being, is always being aware of that, being aware of like, who are the experts? Where do we look for the knowledge? You know? And by, by doing that, I'm never hesitant to like pick a phone, right. Or, um, walk down the hall or call Carl and see if he can FaceTime in the middle of my class. Yeah. So you can talk to yeah. someone else. You know, like I really I really don't mind that because because I'm a facilitator in some things. 
I'm a knowledge keeper in others. But I'm always, always going to be the person with an answer, you know, like an answer that is that is the truth or an answer that is here's how here's where we begin our search. Right. And and that's a good thing because <laughs> because man, man, life sucks if, if if all you think is like, well, these are all my tools. That's all I got. Come on, man. There's a whole world of people. No, no, that's all I got. That's that's all my tools. I don't (laughs) can't rely on other people. Yeah, life. No one's going to help you out in this life. You got to rely on yourself only. And and any failures you have is is not because you didn't have a good support network. It's Mm. because you're a terrible person and you weren't able to take care of the stuff yourself. (laughs) If you weren't so terrible, you would already have the answer. (laughs) Nothing bad would happen to you except that you're horrible. Yeah. yeah, if I if I wasn't such a terrible person, I would have already had this done and fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I it wouldn't have been wrong in the first place. Yeah, yeah. It's, but because of your horribleness, it yeah, it went wrong. Ha, have you ever thought about trying harder not to be such a mess up? Yeah. You caused that. Have you ever thought about trying hard not to be such a failure? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know when you figure that out. Uh, My gosh. Yeah. No, man, like, if we weren't social beings, I would have a different argument. You know, I would, a different, I would have a different way of thinking. Did I ever tell you that Jeff Lee FaceTimed me in the middle of one of his classes because people didn't, because like, it was like a year or two after I'd left Sunnyside because people didn't believe that Walter existed? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I, um, what's it called? Like, I talk, I talk about many, many, many different things, but... I don't talk about other teachers too much because we're still like in our own heads in class, you know? Mm-hmm. So I haven't talked about the legend of Walter. That's all right. It, the but legend, I totally understand Jeffrey doing that. The legend has passed. I don't I don't know. I don't remember why it came up. So, you know, it had just come up for some reason. <laughs> well, all right. There's always reasons. Before we close out today, I think I have a quick fourth topic. Some life updates. Let's do it. Um, apparently, um, I'm going to have to find a link to it. My dad published his children's book. Yeah. Um, a self-published, that post, man. That's awesome. Self-published children's book. Um, so for, for... Oh, and did we... Did we talk at the beginning? Of, I, it's been a week now. Did we talk about my dad getting stints put into his heart? I think we said that at the beginning of this episode. You did. And then he traveled like two days later or something. And then he went up to Boston to go visit my brother. And then did we talk about my mother getting a hip surgery, hip replacement, knee replacement? No. Hip. I don't think I had that one. No. Uh, arthritis? All right. Well, my mother also had, within the last month or so, had hip surgery. Um Got hip replacement, so she can walk again. So, I think we said something at the beginning Damn. about getting old. But I want to talk about my dad's book. I have to. I'll have to find the link. It's it's on Amazon. It's self published. Um, but oh, geez, maybe four or five years ago, uh, we were having a birthday party for one of my daughters. I think Laura, my wife's yelling at my my bad memory from the other room. Laura. Um, and a possum showed up at the birthday party in the backyard. So my dad started writing stories about the possum who showed up at the birthday party. And my dad's in a writer's group. 
you know, he's retired. He gets to do fun things like this. So he's in a writer's group and, you know, everybody brings writing samples and, and writes and stuff and critiques each other's works. So he developed this series of stories about this possum. Um, it also helps that um, the next door neighbors that we grew up, when he retired, he's, he was really big into, um, I'll have to put a link to his books as well, uh, historical Civil War reenacting. So he started writing novels, oh, wow. you know, historical <laughs> novels about, you know, his great, great, great grandfather or uncle that was in a Texas regiment during the Civil War. And so he started writing stories about that. Oh, um, wow. And so he has published now five or six books. Um, you know, I don't know. If, I don't know what the selling numbers are, but, you know, he he's published six books. So, you know, at least it is people. Some people buy them and he keeps doing it. Um, and he's happy with it. My wife's yelling at me again from the other room. Um, cool. but so my dad, you know, published this, this series of books about, um, a possum and he got some person to illustrate pictures from it. So I'll have to find, I'll have to find the link to that and, and put it in there. But yeah, that's great, man. That's great. Yeah. I I would be interested in the link. I can make a place in order. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. We we think of we think of the Walters often in this house. We have a um, a Turtle Swamp Brewery glass, mm-hmm. which is shaped like a Dixie cup, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, really like it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Like at first, I, I was like, "This looks familiar." It took a second, and then my wife was like, "It's a Dixie cup, you idiot!" And I was like, "Oh yeah, or a solo cup." I keep saying Dixie, but probably the same thing. I think there's a country song yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> True. Dog. I'm still yeah, me huh? Well, here, let me finish talking, Mister Walter. And then we'll, uh, Carl, you remember Carl? Yeah. Sometimes I call him Mr. Walter because he's older than me. Yeah, he's rub it in. Mr. What's a huge <laughs> He's also more stylish than me. Uh, but that's another, that's a different thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man, never stop posting. Right? Sure. It, it, it's mostly for me. So, <laughs> that never stop posting. So you can that that vicarious lifestyle. <sighs> yeah, yeah, exactly. See, we got five buildings at the high school now, five separate buildings. So it's hard for one. Like I think, I got a reputation now. Oh gosh, for playing jazz music in my class like, all the time because I do. Yeah, you know, like background music type stuff. But yeah, some student told me that before this weekend hit. Like jazz music, huh? I was like, great. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I like jazz. Jazz is great, right? Yeah. But it's like that's not what I went out for, you know? Like, I don't know. Need to get a better rep. More than jazz. You 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 sort of self created this one. Totally. No, I earned it for sure. 
now I'm like, I don't know. What's the next move? <laughs> because you were talking about your impact. and Yeah. You know, the data. And, like, I have a lot of it still. I have, I have all of our work together, actually. And oh, that's the jo- that is the joy of uh, this last. That is the joy of um, uh, the internet. Things just don't go away, do they? But I brought it up these past few times because we were starting to get more serious about about looking how how to assess the standards. So I was like, well, a lot of this we've done before, but jogging those memories is difficult too. I actually might need to do a separate phone call with you just yeah. to go through the. Um, old units you know all right there's a link oh sweet it's on amazon there's a link well it's self-published yeah. on amazon i'm ordering it today so sweet. The, it's self-published on amazon so there you go fantastic thank you for thanks bud all right possum tails the last line is great enjoy the little adventures and sardonic reflections on life and love in a small town backyard (laughs) (laughs) to be a walker Uh, you know my dad did grow up in west texas i think there's a bit of that in this book maybe maybe but if we order now it will be arrived by wednesday it looks for me so anyway the links in the show notes Nightly rambles. Hey, that sounds like you. Then maybe, you maybe. Nightly rambles with Fer- with Ferdinand. These days, I mean, you know, sun going down and everything. You know, yep. I, by the time I get home, we, me and Ferdinand, we take a nightly ramble around the the yard. Uh, anything else in closing, Jason? Mm-hmm. We've been recording for eh, about hour fifty minutes, and we'll see how much of yeah, that's usable. I'm at one twenty four, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to us. Hopefully I'll have this out in the next couple of weeks or so. If you want to contact us, uh, you can contact us at sunshineandknowledge at gmail.com. You can find me in all the wonderful social media places under the uh, nom de plume of Von Walther. And if you need to get a hold of Jason, well, just send it my way and I'll see what we can do about that. Fair enough. All right. This has been a great show. We'll see what other guests we have coming on, and uh, hopefully I'll we'll be back at it in a month or so. Anything else you need to say, Jason? You know, just, uh, I don't know, man. Things have been good. Just keep looking, looking in that direction. Always look keep on the bright walking, side of life. You know? I think so, yeah. Definitely. Peek, yeah. peek back from time to time. Give a whistle. But, um, you know, stay, stay. Yeah. Keep looking up, man. All right. So. There you well, go. <laughs> yep. And um, I think this is a good enough place to end it. So see you around. All right, Carl. See you. Adios.
Um, hold on a sec. Did I call my wife? No, I didn't. Hold on a sec. Katrina, Ooh. were you calling me? That was an accident. That was Siri. Like the story. What are you doing in here? Dipshits. I'm with. I'm on the phone with Carl. In the kitchen. It's okay though. <clears throat> You've walked away from the mic. Um. You're kidding. Nah. Really? Yeah, that was that was all lost. You walked what away from the bike. Oh. <laughs> it's using Here I was thinking. You were using your head earbuds. Yep. Son of a gun. It's only picking up my um the computer mic. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh let's address this really quick and see if it's better. Okay. Probably will be. Yeah? Yeah, let's find out. All right, so let's pause. Go, go ahead. You want to pause on your side or you want to pause nah, on my I, side? I'm, I don't think I need to do anything. I'll edit all this okay. out. Okay, so then I will look over here. Edit. Well, that's so weird. Why would it do that? Location. <sighs> so lame. Input. It even says the input is coming in through Bluetooth. <clears throat> but if I'm not close, it's not hearing me. So it's so, obviously using the Mac microphone. I'm not even recording. Well, you're able to hear me. You know what? You know what it might be. It might be the local recording is coming through the head headphones but google is not yeah so as yeah let me see on the google end settings ah yeah there it is okay let's try that one more time well I'll that's different walk away i'm gonna turn off my what happened now oh uh, it just sounds different sound weird um more echoey okay but again what i hear right now is not yeah. as important as what i get in the recording so i'm going to assume that the the recording is going to be better yeah so on my side everything has been steady cool. as far as yeah. like the that's just the sound form is that the right way to say it uh, yeah. Sound wave, sound form. You know, voice memo. I'm, I always yeah. do voice memo. Yeah. So that thing looks um, consistent. Like, even if I was, if I was close or nearby, the actual machine. Okay. All right. So. You are making a local recording, right? Yes, sir. And it is recording. It is recording. Been recording. Cool. Um. Because there's a static on your line, 
which the ah. the no no the the tools I have are good at getting rid of stuff like that, but it'd be nice to have a clean recording. Uh, it's the like on the last recording the uh, it almost sounded like you had a fidget spinner that went off every couple of whiles. Um, That's weird. Yeah, it, it, I don't fidget. remember it in the recording when we were talking, but it was definitely there in the recording. And you had a lot of internet noise, and that's harder to get rid of. Uh, All the internet stuff? Yeah. yeah. She's playing Wind Waker. She's five. Yeah. She can read CVC words, but not, nope. <clears throat> not Zelda. Nope. So, I, I, you know, she's struggling a little bit. <clears throat> have 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 gone through that, yeah. But you know, that's a great motivator and a great yeah. teacher. I think it is. You know, I you know, probably half my vocabulary comes from probably half my vocabulary comes from trying to read D and D and RPG rule books. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of that, I've been saving the uh, and video games. The uh, omnibus, no, the omnibus on uh, on D and D. They have an omnibus on D and D, bro. You need to check it out. Uh, 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 recently. Like is it yeah. like because like, yeah. I'm I'm behind I, on Omnibus. Omnibus yeah, is like, like I think yesterday or something. Ooh, yes, it did. I just see that. I'm like five episodes behind. Um, Two days ago. Omnibus is my dishwashing podcast. My <laughs> my cooking and dishwashing I podcast. <laughs> I still need to see those two a pa- care package. <sighs> I have the perfect gift for John, and I'm trying oh, to nice. think of something to give to Ken. I have a, a book published in 1890 that is the fleet. It is the Pacific Fleet based in Hawaii. Oh, wow. And. Oh, that's cool. feel like that. And the fleet before. the And a published report about the USS Maine. Like photos of the USS Maine. So I have the purpose, per, purpose. There's a photo in that book. It is the perfect omnibus topic. It's talking about the nice. ship's cat of go. the USS Maine who survived the explosion. <laughs> that, is, that is quite the <laughs> deep dive. Yeah. They've done the bear, <laughs> they've done yeah. the sergeant bulldog. Mm-hmm. But the ship's cat of the USS Maine that ex- survived the explosion, dude. Cats on ships, they don't talk about that either. Because right, there's rats. I know. No, it makes total sense. But and it's overlooked in Hollywood all the damn time. Well, you know, a- like, aliens. How many? How many movies have you ever seen? <laughs> is it yeah, alien or true. aliens? That is true. Alien. Yeah. Or, as, alien. as Merlin yeah. says, Alien 2. Alien 2. Dog. Oh, still, yeah, me, huh? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah. Go brush your teeth. Yeah. No? I don't know. That'd be a good idea. All right. Okay. 
Don't worry, the lava monster will will, will kill it together. Promise. Make it go away. Also, Back into the Ganon magic. No, you, you need the Be ice careful. wand, I think. <laughs> I don't think she's even remotely close to ice anything. Ice magic. And of course, I moved out to Washington State, and my brother moved up to Dawson. <laughs> 